episode 77, Parks. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play, and with me is my lovely wife, Emily. I'm Emily. Emily, thanks for joining us. This is episode 77 of The Games We Play. We appreciate you listening and tuning in. If this is your first time listening, kind of a different format here while we're doing pandemic, but we still talk about the games we play, and that's essentially what we do. Our goal here is to talk about games so you can check them out and maybe find your next favorite game. That's our hope, at least. And we actually have two games we're talking about on the podcast this week, and I think both are going to be interesting to somebody, and really both really good games, to not be spoilers here. <laughs> but we are actually going to be talking about Parks and Viscounts of the West Kingdom are the two games we're going to be talking about this week. But before we get there, Emily, it's been a couple weeks since you've been on here. How are things going? Oh, they're going well. Going well. I am up to 210 plays and 97 of them have been unique. So, so. you're past your goal for the year. Yes. My goal was 200, so I'm 10 beyond that. Yeah, and I don't even have my phone. It was it was dead. It's plugged oh. in upstairs. But I know I did pass <laughs> my 250 plays for the year. Do, 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 do. I think I'm up to 255, maybe 254. So we've already gotten there for the year. I think I'm around roughly around 100 unique games. So we have some unique games we need to get in for the year to hit that 125. But uh, progress is going well. Um, things have slowed down a little. I would say a little in the last couple of weeks for us. Mm-hmm. Between it's kind of busy season for you for work and school's back full time. We just had our full first week back. And full time school and for us. It was our son. amazing. <laughs> it was amazing, but also it was it was different. It was yes. weird, which is kind of funny. It was yeah. amazing and exhausting all at the same time. <laughs> yes, and and just with him, with you, know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just it's by just the end tiring. of the week, just t- yeah, he's tired. We're tired. Everybody's tired, and ev- and it's getting cold. It's snowing and raining, and it's it's uh, only October, and yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure somebody can relate out there uh, that is listening. I'm sure. But uh, that's what's been going on in our world. So plenty of opportunities, hopefully, to play games here in the next week or two. Yeah. But let's go. I, I oh. always feel like if it's snowy and rainy, it's a great game day. Yes. Of and course. assuming it's not football either. That's also right. what's been going on. Football's been right. dominating the weekends <laughs> here the last couple of weeks, especially this last weekend. Uh, Big Ten football started finally. So I'm really excited about that. Big, big Nebraska fan here. So, uh, and then the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs Go just, big red. Yeah, and the Chiefs are winning. Anyway, we, we don't have to talk about sports <laughs> here. I could talk about a whole episodes on the on the Ohio State game. So let's actually just move on though, and actually talk about some board games. So Emily, what's the first board game we want to talk about tonight? Yeah, we finally got we picked up Parks on a sale at Target, and finally got it to the table. Which I've had my eye on this game for a year now. Has it been out a year? Yeah, it's barely been out a year. I think it came out in 2019, technically, towards the end of the year. Yes, and ever since it came out, I've been wanting this game. It's been very high on my list. So Kind of blew up our Instagram and social media there for a while when it first came out. Yeah, I saw it everywhere, and then we even saw it at uh, the gaming convention that was last year, I think, in 
I think it was this week and last year, uh, or oh, Des Moines yeah. one, the local one, we yes. saw somebody playing it there. And it looked really, really cool when we walked by. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first time I'd actually seen it in person. And it kind of piqued my interest, too, because it looked really, really pretty. Mm, like, it does. It's a beautiful game just from the artwork. So, Emily, so if uh, if somebody's listening has not played this game or heard of this game, how would you describe this game in a nutshell? Yeah, so it's technically a worker placement game. But basically, you are hikers traveling through the national parks in the United States. And through that, obviously you need resources for your hike, like water and sunshine and all that kind of like wood for your fire, that kind of stuff. So mountains. Mountains. So you, <laughs> I guess you need mountains. I guess you well you need a place to hike, the trail. <laughs> <laughs> I think technically actually the trails where your hikers are. I anyway. Think, I think the idea is you're collecting memories is I think what the tie in is what those resources oh. are. So you're collecting memories like water, sunshine, mountains and trees, forest. And okay. then in those resources oh, yes, then trees. to visit the park or something. I, I mean, it's tenuous at best, but it's kind of there. Well, the artwork is beautiful. So. <laughs> and the components to this game are amazing. Uh, and it also comes with game trays, which is so nice in the box. Game trays as in the company with the Z. The, it's a custom inserts for your for the resources, which Everything's is really nice. so thematic. It, it goes really well together. Yeah, and so... Uh, to kind of go back to how the gameplay goes, essentially you're you're hiking these trails to collect those resources we were talking about, which like memories or something like that. And on these trails, they're randomized cards, and you have two hikers, each person does, and you it's it's essentially on your turn you just move one of your hikers. They can't move up the trail towards the trailhead, but it always has to be moving towards the trail end, and so you can't move backwards. And then there's restrictions on sharing spaces with other hikers, stuff like that. And then on each one of the cards, they have the resources printed or some kind of action that you can take. And that's essentially what you're doing. The whole gist of the game is you're trying to visit the parks. Uh, There's these like three park cards that are constantly out that you can essentially purchase with the resources. And they have a purchase cost at the bottom and they give you victory points, which I, I don't remember what they call them they came i don't think they call them victory points but it doesn't matter they're victory points this is their points i don't know <laughs> memory points um i don't not sure that's what it's called uh but along the way you can actually collect gear and canteens which then you can fill and use to get uh discounts or additional actions as you take them they're kind of situational but a little engine building a little bit mm-hmm. I would and say. you can you have a camera where you can take pictures to that- collect those uh those photographs that are yes. also pictures which is kind of cool mm-hmm. that's an interesting mechanism and that's essentially the game right you play over four seasons which you go through the trail four yep. times and each time an advanced trail card comes out and then the trail gets randomized between rounds so the order is different every turn there's seasons that come out and those season cards will modify the next round so they might give you discounts or give you extra resources for doing certain things and that's essentially it right am i missing anything i think that's pretty much it uh pretty basic it is pretty basic but it's a great game there i think there's a lot of strategy here um it may not seem very strategic but there is a lot of strategy when you're playing you have to think ahead about what place you should 
put because then you can either block or set yourself up and you kind of have to think a couple turns ahead of what the other opponent is trying to do and where they're trying to go to move your hikers and so there is some strategy there which i really like and you kind of have to think a couple moves ahead um the artwork on this is just absolutely gorgeous Mm -hmm. yeah it's amazing it makes me want to visit the real national parks (laughs) (laughs) it really does i mean but uh, even the trail cards, the park cards, everything is just, yeah, it works really well and it's really beautiful. And even the resource tokens, they're all wooden, which is really cool. They're really nice and they're shaped and, and painted and they're just excellent component qualities. Like I could not, I can't, it's hard to explain it without you have to seeing. And even the little wildlife, there's these wildlife tokens that are wild and they, they act like the other resource tokens. They're shaped in various animals like wolves and and what a moose and bears and any other dolphin i think <laughs> yeah i think there's like a fish one um maybe so, a beaver <laughs> maybe a beaver in there i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but just various animal which is kind of random but it's a nice touch that just adds a little more uh, personality to the game uh, it comes in a very small box though which is kind of deceiving you you see the game it's very small which is nice not a big footprint but everything packs well into the box because the custom storage and it just works really really well mm-hmm. um yeah so i really enjoyed it so what did you what was your overall impressions of this oh i really liked it a lot it's one of my favorite games probably oh wow Already in the your- in the top ten. Wow, jump to your top ten already. Yeah, I really liked it. I also think it's a great game if you're a new gamer to the hobby and you really want to try worker placement. It's a great game to start with. Yeah, and it's not like your typical worker placement. Right, though. like on your turn, you're not taking a worker and placing him somewhere. I guess you are with your hiker, but you're moving him. It's a little more restrictive worker placement. In most worker placement games are kind of hard because there's so many different actions and you have to teach it. This is really easy to teach. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you want to try it out, it's a good game. Like, if you're just getting into the hobby, it would be a great game to get. Because it's simple rules, but it's still a good game. I agree. It plays um, one to five players, so there's a solo mode, like a score. I, I, don't, I haven't read the rules on how you do that. I played this a couple times already with you and Tabletop Simulator with Corey. And even teaching Corey, uh, teaching him and playing it, we finished it in an hour, which is pretty good, I would say. Mm-hmm. Especially over doing over tabletop, I mean, over the internet, with not like in person. But I think that went really well. And we learned it pretty quickly. Watched, a, I think there's an eight minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you do get this game and you want to learn how to play, you need to go to the website that the box says and watch the tutorial video on their website for the game. Uh, <laughs> you know, even if you don't get the game, you should go to it. It's keymastergames.com slash parks. There's a learn to play video. And you have to see it. Oh, my It's gosh. my favorite learn to play video I've ever seen, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I mean, it is really funny. Um, we won't give it away. You no. just have to. You have to go watch it to just, see it. Yes, it's probably it probably is one of the best uh, how to play videos. <laughs> I think all games need to start doing their own how to play videos, and <laughs> yeah, 
You'll see. You just You'll have just to go. See. You'll go, see. It's keymastergames.com slash parks. Definitely go check it out. Go to their website. It's awesome. Anyway, yeah. So overall, really good game. You would highly suggest it. Good family game. Doesn't take a really long oh, yeah. time. It's about an hour playthrough, I would say. Well, I would say that our seven-year-old probably wouldn't know how to play. But no, you're right. But for young tweens and higher. Ten-year-old. Ten and up. Yeah, I, w- yeah. I would agree. Ten up on this game. Actually, that is what the age is on the box. Ten up. Um, Guessed it. But yeah, it's a great family game. An excellent yes. family game. The only the only downside of this game, it's a little pricey. A little pricey. Well, that's why we got it on sale at Target. Right. But even out of the box, I, what is it? Amazon has it for like 50 bucks, I think. Oh, my word. Well, the artwork is stunning. Yeah, it's $50 on, on Amazon. Yeah, Game Nerds is $35.97. It's out of stock. So, ooh, there's an expansion for pre for Nightfall that's on pre-order. Oh. Oh, boy. I wonder if it comes with wolves. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, there's also a Mountaineer expansion. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Add it to the list. Comes out next two weeks. Comes out two weeks. Oh, man. We better place the order. <laughs> Get that on there. on the next budget anyway so we're getting off track uh really good game parks highly recommend it we really really like it it definitely jumped up in our top whatever top five top ten excellent game i i would be able to pull this out with friends and family oh yeah and introduce somebody into the hobby with a game like this i definitely think this could be like a holiday game where you take it to the holidays i agree great i agree great game Love it. Great table great presence. Game. Great great components. Great gameplay. A lot of fun. Just a little pricey, but overall, excellent. Cool. Well, yeah. we gushed about parks long enough. Let's talk about... <laughs> let's move on and talk about Viscounts of the West Kingdom. So Viscounts of the West Kingdom is the third entry of the West Kingdom. I think we talked... Maybe Chris and I talked about it a little bit last week, but it was part of our Kickstarter that we backed for this, and we got Paladins along with it because... We added it on because it was sold out. Neither here or there. I'm not sure why I added that. Anyway, so we got the Viscounts from the Kickstarter, and we finally pulled it out and learned how to play it. This, like the other of the West Kingdom games, has the same kind of theme to it, kind of the med- medieval-ish type, but kind of a lighthearted take on it, I would think, bubbly, bright colors. And t- typically, these West Kingdom games are worker placement games. Uh, this third one wasn't necessarily much of a worker placement game, actually. So this was a nice twist from their previous two games. So essentially, this game is a giant... The board is a giant Rondale. So a Rondale, if you don't know, is essentially a circle with wedges. So the game board is these big wedges, and they're two-sided. So depending on the amount of players, it's balanced, and you have different sides. Anyway... And the idea of a rondale is you're always moving a certain direction, usually clockwise, and on each rondale will dictate what actions you can take, which is the case in here. And there's a upper and, and there's like an upper and inner path that you can take with your viscounts, like a little dude on a on a horse, that you move around on your turn. And that'll dictate what actions are available to you based on how much movement you have in your turn. And you're doing that by playing cards from your hand. So you have a bunch of 
you know, what are the townsfolk? Yeah, so the cards are made up of townsfolk that you're you're collecting throughout the game, and you also start out. Everybody starts with the same deck for the most part, and on your turn, you basically play one of the townsfolk on your board, which then pushes everything to the right. And so there are certain actions on your card for when you put it out versus when it drops off your board into your discard pile. And there's a bunch of mechanics there. I'm not even <laughs> going to try so to go into it. there is a deck building aspect. And there, there is. There is a little regard. deck. Yeah, for sure. Because some of the de- on the Rondales, there's decks on each one of them where you can pick, you can up, pick new up a new folk. townsfolk. Yeah. <laughs> And so, essentially, that's what you do on your t- your turn. You play one of the cards down. The card dictates what actions you can take as well as how much movement you get. Then you move your, your Viscount around the board and you take one of the actions. And it requires certain resources. Well, your cards and what you do on the board will get you certain resources. So, really, the aim of the game is to be the most victory points. I mean, this is like any other Euro game where you're just, you're getting victory points from everywhere. I mean, you're we're, we had victory points up in the 90s and 100s as a two-player game. Uh-huh. But you're going to be doing that by, build, you can build buildings using those resources. And again, one of the actions on the Rondale from your Viscount, writing these manuscripts, which again are this, these tokens that also kind of add into the engine building a little bit. There's a castle in the, mor- in the middle, which really makes this game... I think distinct because there's this pla- raised plastic, what is it, like an inch high or so, mm-hmm. that goes in the middle and it looks like castle walls and With there's like three, three tiers. tiers and you can put workers in there and they have a, it's a neat mechanism on how the workers actually move around on the castle and, and it bumps people off while moving them into the inner circle and they give you victory points and there's resources printed on there and there's a lot of stuff in there and that's real it's kind of cool and then you can also get uh, deeds uh, for new land and those deeds also give you a lot of victory points uh, at the end of the game. There's also a track through like on your player board the whole time where you fluctuate between good and evil. You're right. There is which the corruption and virtue. Yes, so that. as you take actions throughout the game your corruption and your virtue move and when they meet then it triggers a certain action in your turn because there's multiple phases to your turn and uh, it's the same for every player. But what I really kind of enjoy about this game, now that we kind of explained it, not really explained it, it's really hard without looking at it. It is but really hard. And it's kind of an intense game. There's a lot going on. It is an intense game. Yeah, I should say this up front. This is a this is like a high medium. It is the heaviest heaviest game. I think it's a 3.5 out of 5 on BGG, which I would agree with. It's a heavier game. This is not a light game. This is not a game you just jump in and try for the first time. It would be a lot. This is this is for people who want to sit down for two, three hours potentially and yeah. play a game. Um, but I think there's a lot of depth and a lot, a lot of strategy to the game. Like mm-hmm. the other West Kingdom games, it just offers you a plethora of options on your turn. Yes. There's a lot of stuff you can do. And there's no... I would say there's no right answer on how you mm-hmm. how you tackle your actions and what you do. Obviously, as the game goes on, as you acquire townsfolk and deeds and manuscripts and other stuff, it'll kind of point you in the direction and, and you, you get a lot of extra bonus and you get more stuff for doing certain actions, right? Um, and so that's kind of the path you take as the game goes. But up front, at the very beginning, you're like, what if, I, I guess I'll do this. I don't, I don't right. know. That's the hard thing about this kind of game or these games in the West Kingdom is is that of 
that approachableness, uh, if that's a word, to the game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, saying that, what do you think, Emily, now that we played it? It did take us a while to learn. It took us a while to play, but we did get yes. a game done. And uh, th- you wiped the floor with me. like just, <laughs> I yeah. did really like it. Absolutely. I really liked building my <laughs> buildings. <laughs> <laughs> Which the buildings are cool because on, on your board, the buildings as they come off and go onto the board, not only do the buildings give you bonuses when you build them because they're printed on the board and the spots that you build them, but it also upgrades your actions throughout the rest of the mm-hmm. game, which is, I really love that. A lot of ancient building to this. Go figure. Something I really like. Um, I really enjoy that. And and it, and you and the, the decisions feel good because you have many options when you do build those buildings. And mm-hmm. so you can kind of go down whatever route or specialize in something or get right. this kind of bonus that you want. I really liked that there's lots of ways to win. There's multiple things to do on your turn. Like you feel like you have a lot of options and not just forced into one option. Yeah, you don't feel stuck. Right. When when you're playing the game, you you're like, well, I could see somebody with uh, some AP, some analysis uh, paralysis yeah. would have some problems with this because on my turn, you're going and I'm looking ahead because I can start planning my next turn while you're going for the most part. I mean, you could go build and block a spot or something like that, or you could grab a townsfolk that maybe I wanted or grab a manuscript or what have you. Mm-hmm. So things can change a little bit on players' turns. Or you could block me or what have you. But for the most part, I can still kind of plan out what I want to do and can I do it. And so I'm sitting here and there's some times it came to my turn. I'm like, I can do two or three things. I'm not sure which one I want to do. They're all good. And it's tough. But I like that having all those options and feeling stuck being like, well, Mm -hmm. I guess I can't do this. And Emily got a sweet turn, but I can't take (laughs) advantage of it just because of dumb luck. No. You right. actually have a lot of influence on what you can do and can't do on this game. And I really like that. And I liked with, I really liked the card mechanic, the deck mechanic of it. And I liked that, well, you start with a certain deck, but you you are in control if you're going to buy a certain card or not. You don't have to like, you don't have to buy it if you don't like it. And, and so you can be very choosy and build the deck that you want to build. And it's easy to get rid of cards, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I do like that. So you can get an engine going, if you will. Um, and I like I really like that mechanic where on your turn, when you play the card, you play in the leftmost of your card slots on your board, and the cards that were there all slide to the right. And so you can set yourself up for three turns away where... Right. On these cards, they have resources printed, and those resources add to your action. And so... On the Rondale, one of the actions might be um, building, right? So there's building icons. Mm-hmm. Well, you can actually, if your cards that are the three cards that are face up in your player area, if those have the building icons, they add to basically building and can give you a discount, if you right. will. And you can use resources in conjunction with it. Yep. So you can set yourself up where you have a hand and you're oh oh my uh, my my bags for the for my workers are coming around. I can stack it so I play my like two workers one turn the next turn two workers mm-hmm. and then and then by that third time you have a lot of symbols of those workers then you do the action which is super right. efficient. So you're always setting yourself up for future turns. And, and I, then you can really combo it too. Yeah, especially with those workers putting them in the castle how mm-hmm. 
and that's another thing you have to really think ahead on that that can it can kind of hurt your mind how those chains work because when you put the guys on the castle if there's more than three then one guy moves up two move to the right and then they can chain into multiple and then if there's more than three on other spot then you get to remove and then more go on the inside and so you kind of have to think through how it's going to happen if you put your workers in a certain spot and how that's going to work to your advantage or disadvantage in some cases um, so a lot of strategy there, and that's just the worker spot. Then you're having to worry about buildings and how the buildings link together, and you're thinking through the townsfolk cards that are available and what should you grab or not grab, plus the manuscripts and getting the sets of the manuscripts for all the victory points. I mean, there's so much to this game, and I really like that. Yeah. Really, really like it. I really liked it, too. So strategy, gameplay, really enjoy it. What do you think of the components? I mean, you got the Rondale with all the slices. It's cardboard. Oh, yeah. The components are really nice. The the castle in the middle is really cool. It looks really cool. Yeah. And your Viscount is pretty chunky. Yeah. The, cu- custom meeple with yeah. a guy and a horse and a flag. And the game, since it is round and it has those pie-shaped pieces... It's different every time. They're randomized, yep. Mm-hmm. And they're balanced for the... There's there's a setup for two, three, four, and five players. And you have a nice worker mat, player mat, and the cards are big. And then you have those little ma- manuscripts. Oh, and all the resources, like the inkwell and... Or, there's a lot that comes in the box, I feel like, just from components. Mm-hmm. A lot of cards, a lot of... Uh, resources resources and whatnot and it's a smaller box just like the other west kingdoms they really pack it in where everything's really tight in there nothing's shifting around but there's a lot in the box um overall i really like the game again this the same style artwork of the other west kingdoms but definitely notched like it really cranked it up in strategy and and complexity than the other two games Mm -hmm. um so far, I mean, I really like Viscounts, but I kind of like Architects just a little bit better. Really? A little bit better. Um, th- I mean, I don't you know. You just like it that you can steal other people's workers. You're right. I, I do like an Architects <laughs> that you can imprison other workers. You're right. I like this one better. I like Viscounts better. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Well, cool. Um, Definitely would play it again. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you like this one better? Okay, so we'll definitely have to play Paladins. That's next. Yes. We, I did kind of get it out, but man, my head could not wrap around. I mean, it's like a 36-page book, the Paladins is. And just like this, there's deck after deck after deck, and it's hard to figure out sometimes when if you're like just mentally drained. It's just like, right. I was so tired. I'm like, yes. oh, I can't do this. So definitely planning on playing Paladins just so we can get the trifecta in. And then we did get Tome Saga in on the Kickstarter, which is a campaign version for all three games. So we can play cooperatively. It adds cooperative modes to the three games, or you can play through as a campaign competitively through all three games. And it adds components and rules for each of the three games, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I'm excited to try that one out. So you can lose to me. Yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh, but I just beat you in Viscounts, so... Well, it was my first But time. if it's cooperative, then nobody is losing. Yeah, there you go. 
Oh, no. We're on the same side. I mean, we'll probably lose. Let's be honest. (laughs) I read the rules for this Viscounts. It's super tough. It's going to be challenging. But it looks like fun. Uh, I'll look forward to trying that. But definitely a way to kind of shake up and play this game a little differently. Um, Especially right now when you can only play two players. I think this game, two players was good. I think three or four players would be fantastic in this game just because there's more people on the board there's more interaction on the castle um than yeah when you play i could two totally player. see that so uh, but we'll, it would be a beast to teach someone <laughs> oh oh yes it would be um yeah this would be a game i i, I would try to teach a, um, some a more of an experienced game or somebody's been playing maybe some of the other west kingdom games before because then you don't have to teach all the iconography again right <laughs> that does help yeah, and then you kind of even though you don't necessarily know the exact rules, you kind of can see where it's going. Yeah, you can kind of anticipate what's what's happening or what's going, how things are going to play out for sure. Mm-hmm. So overall, really decent game. Really like it. Not my favorite of the series so far, but I know Emily. Really my favorite. It. I do like Raiders of the North Sea a Ra- lot. Yes. I really like Raiders of the North Sea. That, I like we need that to get that next. We do need add it to the list. That's a fantastic game, Raiders of the North Sea, which is again yes. by the same company. It's another trilogy, um, worker placement, uh, a Viking theme, obviously, but we'll definitely have to pick that up. It's a fantastic game. All right. Well, Emily, let's go ahead and cut that off. It's going to be a little short episode this week just due to our time and and whatnot. So I apologize. But we will be back next week with Chris as the co-host for episode 78. Well, Chris and I will discuss and talk about the games we've been playing and the games that we played this last week or two. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about before we head out, Emily? I don't think so. Uh, Games on the horizon that you want to get to the table before the next podcast. I was looking at uh, Champions of Midgard and trying the Valhalla expansion. Expansion, I think that would be fun. That was a fun game. Yeah, that's a good. That's another great worker placement. Not great components or artwork, but a really decent uh, worker placement game. Um, I kind of want to get Apollo to the tabletop. Oh yeah. Um, it's a that's a cooperative game that kind you play through the Apollo missions or is it Apollo? 11 is it apollo 11 or just apollo in general and there's multiple missions i don't quite know but i think the box just says apollo yeah i think it's just apollo but you play through multiple scenarios and one person plays as mission control and they have a they have a screen up like a cardboard screen so the other players can't see and they have dials and other things they have to I like do dials <laughs> <laughs> and the other players are the astronauts if you will and so there's some back and forth and communication and hidden communication to complete missions which sounds really interesting mm-hmm. um and it's fully cooperative but it, it's very thematic and you're trying to launch your ship and go to the moon or do whatever the mission is looks really cool art look Artwork looks really cool. Really excited. Want to try that. Definitely a different change of pace from some of the games we've been playing recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely want to try that. And then obviously try to get Paladins in at some point. But man. Ain't God. nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they had a how to play video like Parks, then oh, maybe. We'd be there. <laughs> I don't know. That would be an awkward <laughs> game. But you got it. Okay, check that out. I'll try to put the link in the description down below on your podcast app for the video. You got to check them out. There's actually a second video you haven't seen, Emily, that has a different... Uh, a different... I, I did see it. I just didn't watch it. Okay. I will do that. That's a, that's a teaser to try to get you to go. It's funny. 
All right. Well, we do appreciate you listening. If you have any feedback, questions, or anything you want us to review or check out, feel free to drop us a message at our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or at our email. You can hear that at the end of the episode. But until next time, we do appreciate you listening. And from the games we play, I am Brian. And I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.